Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas to everyone who tunes into Combo's Court across the globe. On this Christmas, we drop an episode of Combo's Court and we are here. Welcome to episode 430 of Combo's Court and I am Combo. On today's show, Max Van Auken and myself discuss John Moran and the Grizzlies, Zion and the Pelicans, reactions from our MJ LeBron conversation, and much more. You can find Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Auken. You can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Let's keep this intro short. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Combo style, looking sharp. It's Christmas time. Your boy Max Van Auken here. We do a couple podcasts together. You have combos for the Max Van Auken podcast. The MVP believe in magic. There's a lot of basketball to talk about. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You're such a professional, Max. You know you impress me every time I get on the mic with you. On the mics with you. I appreciate that, man. I feel like I'm a veteran in the sport now. I don't feel like I'm just a rookie. I'm a rookie and a vet. As a go right. Is that a, is that a Drake bar? It is. I mean, I said the cup. You know what I mean? I kind of sent you the information. I'm still giving credit. Yes, you know, Drizzy. The Drizzy vibes. But anyway, it's Christmas time, Combo. How are you feeling? Did you do all your shopping? Is baby Combo getting everything from Santa? Yeah, man. He got a lot. He got a lot for me. He got a lot from the family. You know, all kinds of helicopters and escalators and different construction vehicles. Uh, we got some soccer shoes coming for him because he plays soccer now. So, yeah, man. Baby Combo is good. You know, he actually gets Hanukkah and Christmas, so. Lots of gifts for baby couple. Happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas to everyone out there. Absolutely. That's awesome. So he's getting into soccer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the best sport for that age. Actually, basketball is the best sport let's, let's, for everything, for every age. Because I am combo, and, you know, as I said, I am, as much as the ball is life, slogan is kind of corny. Not the company. I'm just saying, like, when people say that, it's like, yeah, I am ball is life. No, you're really not. Like I'm the epitome of that, so I'm never gonna go and say basketball. For that age, soccer's really good. You know, yeah. it's a really good sport. Uh, they can run around, they can kick the soccer ball, they can play with the codes. A great program here in New York. You sound like a general manager, like an executive franchise. I played soccer, believe it or not, when I was in one, one and done. One and done. I, I played myself, Max. I, I, I played little league soccer within a round, like 11 and 12. Around 11 to 12, I just like, I started like, I can't go to these anymore, I'm all basketball. I mean, I was pretty much all basketball before then, but I used to call it like little amounts of time to like go to those things. But then right after that, I was right back to the court, you know? So, do you have, do you find yourself, not to get too off topic, but do you find yourself when you participate in another sport, it can be the silliest thing, if you're playing tennis, or if you're out with friends playing uh, any other sport, do you ever find yourself like, okay, let's go. Like if they get the upper hand on you in another sport, you're like, let's go play basketball. 
I don't even like I don't even like being in a field where I don't have the competitive edge of some sort. So I do, it is a little frustrating, you know, like yep, yep. flag football and all that stuff. Like I've done like, um, you know, like kind of influencer charity type flag football stuff. I'm like, yeah, I just want to get on the court. Like this really isn't for me. This is not what I practice for. This is not how I work on my game. So yeah, no, I, I feel you. I definitely want to always get on the court when it's um a different field in action. Okay. Hey, we, we think alike. Two two minds think alike. Uh, but combo, let's get right into it. It's NBA time now. The NFL predominantly like owns Thanksgiving. That's why everyone's like, oh, Thanksgiving football, Christmas. Even though they're, I believe the Cardinals are playing the Buccaneers on Christmas Day in the evening, if I remember correctly, seven p.m. Eastern time. But we all know Christmas Day is the basketball day. There's a game stacked up. There's game like just the the best matchup you want to see. The best teams. That's what I'm excited for. But before we even get into that, I see this quote um, that everyone is kind of sharing an opinion on. So I'm like, you know, it's only right that we talk to Combo about it. John Morant. And he seemed pretty confident when he was speaking about, I guess, the Western Conference landscape. Um, I don't want to quote him verbatim because I don't have the quote right in front of me, but I know it came off a little bit brash to some people. It's like, yo, you're talking about like you feel really good about the West and everything looks good, but yet you haven't done anything yet in the West. The, Grizz the Grizzlies haven't come out of the West. They haven't won anything. I have an opinion on it, but I want to get yours first. What do you make of Memphis and their confidence? Because they, they have been very vocal in the past. I mean, obviously last year when they lost to the Warriors, they were talking about them. They're very vocal about it. They're very competitive. Do you have a problem with their approach? No, I mean – I think every basketball player, especially when you get to that level, to think they're the best. I think every team, the players on that team should think they're the best. you got to have confidence when you're playing at the highest levels. Nobody goes into it thinking that they're not the best team, especially when you're a team that's in the title mix, right? And a player in John Morant, that's an MVP level player. If you're in the MVP mix, there's no reason why you shouldn't think you're the best player in the league. I don't care who you are, you know? Like, if you're in that mix, why wouldn't you think you're the best player in the league? I'm sure there's players that can't even sniff an all-star game that think they're the best player in the league. And I have nothing, I have no problem with that. So no, I have no problem with it at all. I would like to hear the exact quote. I think I heard it once, but hopefully yeah. we can pull it up, you know? Yeah. We need our producer on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 literally I saw it the other day. I was like, Oh man, I had it stuck in my head, but I don't have a problem with it either. There, there is one thing that I would say. There's a difference between having confidence in yourself and in within your team than there is when I feel like you're speaking on behalf of like you have nothing to prove. You can have confidence, but still have the chip on your shoulder. And I feel like the quote that I read initially, my initial vibe was, okay, I, I have no problem with anyone having confidence. We we love our athletes to have confidence. Conor McGregor, Muhammad Ali, like we just love when people think highly of themselves. But it almost, the quote, I think the way it landed with most people was as if they don't have anything to prove or like we're good. It's like, you're not good though. Because you haven't done anything as far as team success in the Western Conference. Like, you've gone to the Western Conference Finals, I believe, or the second round at least, which is an accomplishment because it's still early in his career. But as far as just saying we're good when you look at the Western Conference, you're not good. So even though I love the confidence, you certainly haven't earned the title or the right to just be like, oh, yeah, we're that team. Because you haven't proven that you're that team yet, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, do you really believe that he doesn't believe he has anything to prove or his team has nothing to prove? Like, No, I, yeah, that's why I'm not taking it too harshly like yeah. other people. I know Jaws' character. Sometimes, I mean, quotes are taken out of context, too. So, I don't know. I, right. I highly doubt that that whole team and him himself don't have a chip on his shoulder and believe they have a lot to prove when 
they haven't even got to a Western Conference Finals yet. I just, no matter what he says, I don't believe he believes that, like, oh, we're great right. already. We're here already. We arrived already. You know, if you haven't right. done those things, right? If you haven't had those accomplishments. And to be fair as well, can you remember a time where the Western Conference is really this wide open? Like, normally it's like, okay, if the Golden State Warriors are healthy, they clearly should be the favorites to come out of the West. If the Clippers are healthy, they look really good. But you can make a case for, like, a plethora of teams in the Western Conference where, like, hey, for example, the Lakers, who have been a dumpster fire, when they are healthy, and AD clearly was playing the way he played, which, by the way, he got injured, which we saw coming. But anyway, when they play like that, they can clearly beat any team on any given night. The Denver Nuggets, when healthy, can beat any team on any given night. The Memphis Grizzlies can beat any team on any given night. And then, of course, when the Golden State Warriors are healthy, they just won an NBA championship. Like, there's so many teams you can make a case for. So I don't think he's wrong with having the confidence when you look at how open the Western Conference is. I have a question for you. Which Western Conference team, as of this point, you could update your opinion, you think has the best chance to win an NBA title this year? I'm still going to say the Golden State Warriors. Wow. They're going through their struggles right now, and then the unfortunate injury to Steph. Yeah, yeah. The injuries obviously play a huge role in all of this. Like, if, If they never do get back healthy and everyone's a little bit banged up, Obviously, I don't feel as confidently about what I just said. Assuming they do get healthy, I understand the road road struggles. Defense at the end of the day wins championships. We lo- absolutely love Clay and Steph and their dynamic level of play. But at the end of the day, people forget how elite this team is defensively and how their their ability initially what changed the league is their ability to switch on everything. So if they can't get back to where they were defensively, they won't win anything. And the, clearly, they're not the same defensive team as of right now. But if I had to pick, because there's not a legitimate other team that I could be like really, really worried about, I think they'll get healthy in when it matters most. They'll hit that that gear and peak at the right time. I still believe they'll get out of the Western Conference. Now, of course, the bias side of me wants to say, you know what? The Lakers add Kyle Kuzma or they added another shooter. AD stays healthy and I can see the Lakers doing it. But realistically speaking, I think it's going to be the Golden State Warriors. Pelicans are scary. They are scary. They're the dark horse in the West, but I don't Pelicans see them. They're scary. This year, I don't see them making that leap to the NBA Finals, though. Why? Because of experience? Yeah, I mean, that clearly matters. You know, the championship rounds matter. So even though I really like them, and you know how high both you and I are on Zion, and yeah. I love Coach Willie Green, but I just don't believe this is the year they just take that massive leap. Usually it's you get out the second round, maybe the Western Conference Finals, like, okay, this team next year could make that leap. You don't just go straight to the Finals. Let's let's lay it out, though. I mean, they could play in a lot of different ways, right? Point Zion is a real thing. He's an unstoppable yep. force. B.I.'s not even playing right now. What if you could integrate what B.I. does with Zion? And yep. then C.J.'s not even shooting the ball great right now. Like, with all that together, they're going to be really tough to beat in the West. And then on top of that, what if the Lakers or Warriors never peak with all their injuries and things like that? I mean... It could be them in Memphis battling it out at some point if the Lakers and Warriors don't get to where they want to be. Right. No, I could see that, and they do match up really well. Like, if I was an elite or older team in the West, I wouldn't want to play the Pelicans. That's just the team I would not want to play. Like, they're young, they're hungry. They're tough, yeah. I love what they did to Phoenix, by the way. Phoenix is soft for taking it up personally. If you're going to elbow someone in the chest, CP3, and then you get mad because they're beating you, and then they go ahead and dunk, don't lose. That's the softest thing in the NBA to this day. I stand by that. We always want more competitiveness and more grit and more rivalries. 
but yet we get mad when a team does a 360 windmill, which everyone loves. If you don't like it, don't lose to them, and it will never happen. That's the softest thing, by the way. I'm sorry. Chris Paul, I love Chris Paul, the player. I think he's a great person, by the way. I don't even know. I don't know him personally, but I think he's a great representative for the NBA. But he has some very soft moments. Very soft. Maybe it was Cliff Paul in his jersey. You never know. No, he needs some reassurance, not insurance, because he was getting worked that game. I'm, I'm, <laughs> they were, he was getting worked. And so I like the Pelicans. I like them. So was it Cliff Paul or Chris Paul with the elbow? We got to figure it out. He needs something. But uh, we didn't even mention the Dallas Mavericks combo. Yeah, I'd be like, and I think the Dallas Mavericks and the Clippers are in the mix. You know, Kawhi is not athletically what he used to be right now. You know, I love Paul George's game. I feel like he has no weaknesses. I think both those teams are still in the mix. Cardiac Kemba's back in full effect. New York City stand up. So um, those teams are definitely right there. I like them. I think the Clippers could win the West, in my opinion. That That's how I feel about it, because Kawhi could trend upward. Hopefully. It's really – it depends on Kawhi. Paul George is going to be really good. They're really deep. They got a lot of great wings. They got a lot of great depth. Ty Lu is one of the best playoff coaches in basketball. If Kawhi could get to even somewhere near Toronto Raptors to Kawhi, they have a great chance to win the West. Man, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it because – Well, also, and, and how are the Kings looking? Are they the play? Because we got to get back to that too because we have a little bet, right? Uh, I don't know what we actually bet, but if the Kings make the playoffs, I win. That's all I know. <laughs> well, look, before we even get into the Kings, listen – I'm going to say this about the Clippers. We, how many times have we had the conversation of if they're healthy, if they're right? It's like, man, at some point in the time when someone shows you who they are, you got to believe them. If someone's always late to something, you can't be surprised when they're late it, to the next event. Like, it worked for the Warriors, though. Like, they were injured for a while and then for, like, a couple seasons, right? And they're like, we're like, if, if, if. And it happened, and they won. But we had a history of them winning before they got riddled with injuries. And so Kawhi Leonard... I mean, so- do you, you don't think Kawhi and Paul George are winning basketball players? No. Well, if you count availability, no. Skill set, yes. Skill set, the, the Clippers have a championship team. But if there's you no- have a skill set and then you happen to get available, that means you're there, right? No, I don't think so. Because, no, I'm okay. saying, I'm saying, okay, let's just give me this. There is a there is a world where Kawhi could be healthy for the rest of the season, right? No. There's no world. Max, I don't think there's a world for that. Let's That's be like, reasonable. Let's be reasonable. But if you're like Max, you're one of the best podcasters in the world, my G Thanks combo, but your voice is lost half the time. My like, do you have faith in us having a reliable show for a year? No, because I never have my voice. So even though I may be really good at talking, if I can't speak half the time, what are we doing here? This man combo. Kawhi Leonard does not play back-to-backs. I'm like, okay, you know what? We can get over that. He doesn't play first halves now. Like, not even just back-to-backs. Or we're not going to play him the first half. What are we doing here? Like, at some point, we got to be like, look, this is bad. Like, this is – I know for a fact Steve Ballmer sitting there like, my God, this is frustrating. Because we did everything – we as in me and Jerry West have done everything to put together a talented, well-rounded team and we can't get this guy healthy. If he's healthy, they're like, man, I 100% agree with you. But you can't show me any proof of this guy staying healthy besides the Toronto run, which is great. But everyone, the, what do they say? A broken clock is right twice a day. He got it right one time. He stayed healthy. And that's after he was injured the season before with the Spurs. Like, this is bad. I'm off. I'm selling my Kawhi stock. And he had nobody like Paul George on that team. Nobody. Um, 
Well, Siakam was balling out. No, he was played great, but he's not a creator like Paul George. I mean, and he's played great this season. He's he's an all-NBA player, but Paul George is different at his peak. Paul George is different. Yes, and and I love Paul George's game. But Freddie Van Vliet ended up, obviously, we know what he turned into. He got, he got paid. He got the bag. It's not like they had a bad team where he Bet carried. on yourself. Shouts to Freddie Van Vliet. Don't know hey, personally, but I love his I'm story. Just, I'm so fed up with Kawhi Leonard, it's not even funny. Like, I think he's a great dude, great basketball player. But if you're not available, you can't even be in the discussion for me. Sorry. I don't know, man. I think there is a world where he could get available. I mean, look, if it's likely or unlikely – I give players the benefit of the doubt usually when it comes to health because I want to see them healthy, you know, and there's a chance that the guy will be healthy. And then him and Paul George, I feel like, can lead him there, especially this year, what we're talking about. there. There's a lot of variables. Like the Lakers and Warriors might not ever get to, to that high level. You're making me feel like a bad guy. I'm rooting for him to be healthy. But By the same- way, by the way, I was sticking up for you, man. The Jordan, uh, <laughs> the Jordan-LeBron debate, Somebody um, in the co- somebody in the comments was like, once he said Le- once he said Jordan was number two, trash. Can't even listen to. Him. I'm like, I don't think. I was like, I don't think bro. that's trash. It's not <laughs> trash. It's it's just like, because my, my opinion is close as I already talked about. But like they were going at you, bro. But it was a, it was starting dialogue between people that had nothing to do with us. Like Man, argue- This is the weirdest thing in sports. It's almost like a cult. It's like God forbid you say anything about this man you could even say i love his shoes but they're not they're kind of overrated how dare you he has the best like you could just say anything in regards well, to Michael. i i, I might take i might have to they're not overrated but go ahead well they're not good hooping shoes we can all agree with that i love jays that was just an example i, I support the jay movement i love jays but to all my sneakerheads out there i'm just saying like i don't think there's another athlete out there where if you have any other opinion other than this man is the greatest human being to ever walk this earth. Oh, you don't know bass. Like, Combo, how many times have I had some crazy takes on here? I've literally compared LeBron to air conditioning. And no one has said, oh, you don't know basketball. I guarantee. Well, like, the, thing is, the, th- the thing is, I didn't, I, didn't, right. I didn't post that on the one-two combo page. I happened to post this on the page. So I got to post more <laughs> of your I have content. never questioned about my, like, they're coming at me as a person. Whenever did you, you see some of those comments? Bro, like, bro, ever since you, if you just talk about Michael Jordan, all of a sudden, you don't know anything about basketball, but they may like everything else I say. It's weird. Do we just have to talk about LeBron Jordan every episode and we could get that kind of, uh, that kind of uh, conversation going? That's pretty funny, man. I think people have a weird obsession with him. Like, bro, if you say LeBron's not the greatest of all time, I'm not like, combo, you don't know basketball. Like, oh, you're trash. I can't. No, you know what's fun? You know what's interesting? When I said, like, I there's no way that's trash or I don't know how I replied. He's like, you're right. Trash was a bit hard. She started thinking about it. Like, yeah, but you see how the initial reaction, if you're yeah, listening yeah. to the podcast, I want you to really reflect and listen to how you guys treat people when you just, and I, we even said it's close. I even said, if you think Michael Jordan's the goat, I a hundred percent get it. It makes sense. I just think it's so weird how people are so defensive of this man as if they know him personally, like they really just revive their life. Like it's strange. Yeah, it is. I mean, Let's shift to this magic. Six out of the last seven. Hey, they look Bobo. I interviewed him and he's like, he grew up watching KD. It makes sense. That man's pulling up with confidence. You know, he's funny. He he must revere KD because that guy against the Nets. And I always go back to this Nets game because it was a really interesting game. Guys couldn't get a shot, couldn't get a shot off against him. And KD just made it look so easy against them. It was funny. Like Bobo was totally stretched out. 
And Katie made it seem like the dude that was um closing out on him was like five five, and it was bo bo. But every like Seth Curry couldn't get a shot off when he was planted in front of him, locked in, couldn't get yeah. a shot off. It, it's crazy. It's he's such a unique talent, man. And I just hope like he gets opportunity here on out. And then this team is winning now. He's showing he can be part of a winning team, even though it's a small sample size. That's a great no. It's a great observation because people don't really talk about his defensive ability on the perimeter we just like love all oh, the shot creation at seven two but you're right like what he's able to do is so unique and it just seems so natural too it's not like he's out of his element it's just something that he enjoys to do and when I look at Orlando like now I think people are honestly looking at Orlando not like oh this is an elite team right now but I think the vibe around this team is completely different because now people are like I really like Paolo like he's really good really early look at Bobo he's really really nice like France, really, really nice. Like They have such a young core that you can make cases for all these players to be really, really special in like a year, two, three years. So it's just they've never had that. I don't remember last time they had. Even when they were with the Dwight days, they still had an older roster. And it's like, what's the real potential of this team? With this team, it just feels like there's so much upside in the future. Paula has ridiculous upside. We already talked about Bowl Bowl. And to be honestly, what nobody's talking about right now, Franz is their best player. Franz is their best basketball player right now. Like the way he makes reads, like he's playing like yeah. a veteran, you know, he's so poised. He's so calm. He's a guy that could initiate all feds, gets his shot off effortlessly, shows craft in the lane. Like he is so tough, such a smart player and shows so much confidence on the floor. I love his game. I love all three of those guys and I can't wait to see what's next. And now we're actually have to say like, how are they going to build around those three? Right. That was never the conversation. Yeah. Like when yeah. it came to Bo Bo, we knew Paulo and Franz, but how are they going to build around those three is now the question. I agree with you. And what was really interesting, at one point in time, they had Mo Bamba on the floor. And it's not a liability because he could stretch the floor, so it actually made sense spacing-wise. They had Bo Bo, so Mo's 7 foot, Bo Bo's 7 2. They had Paulo, who's 6'10", 6'11". Franz is 6'9", 6'10". Like all on the floor at the same time. It's like, dude, this team is so big defensively. Off, but it's not clunky because they all could, like, Bobo, obviously, like we just talked about, can put the ball on the floor and shoot. Paulo can get the ball and create. Franz can run the point forward a little bit at times. Like, he can initiate for others. Like And they all and they all could initiate in some ways. Yeah. So and then like, Bobo in transition is different. Like, in transition, he got a knack and feel. Like, that's almost something you can't really teach. Like, you could teach the skill of shooting. You could teach the skill of ball handling, right? You could teach the skill. Right. Uh, passing, uh, I don't know if you could teach that. You could teach kind of the skill, but it's harder. To, you got to kind of learn how to make reads. But like to have yeah. a knack like that in transition, it's like unbelievable the way he gets up and down the court, makes the right decision, and makes these super crazy highlight plays. And you know, being a box office in in this league is so important. He's playing on an eight foot rim. Bobo plays on an eight foot rim. Yeah, like, he's ridiculous. Great. Yeah, his his like his reach and it's like I said, it's insane. It looks like he's wearing size small shorts every night. <laughs> like, that's how lanky this guy is like it just he clearly is different than everybody else and everyone knows it now and i don't know if denver's upset about it because clearly they gave up someone that became more valuable than they thought but i don't think he would have shined like this in denver like orlando is the perfect fit for bowl bowl to just kind of explore his game i think i tweeted something like that i mean i could bring it okay. back and make it a post yeah like i thought this was great opportunity for bowl i tweeted it uh so yeah for sure max what'd you say i said if you tweet all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. We got the receipts. You heard Max. Great stuff. You want to actually? You know what? Let's let's reverse the role. You sign us out, Max. Wow. Will do. You can follow 
Combo. Andrew Combo Sellup at Combos One Two Combo on Instagram. And- How long we been doing this, Max? Come on, <laughs> Matt, I'm taking over. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. You can follow Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Alkin. You can follow me on Instagram at One Two Combo. You know where to find us. The MVP Combos Court. Believe in magic. Max, happy holidays. Enjoy. We will talk soon. Talk soon, my man. You as well. There it was. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Big shouts to Max for joining in on this episode of Combo's Court. Be on the lookout for episode 431. Combo out.